How's it, sticklers? The Joystick Show is back to talk story about things we've read, watched, or played. Shakas and Mahalos for sticking around. If you fancy what you hear, please like and subscribe on the platform you frequent. I'm your co-host, Drake, and that's Thomas. What up, what up? And that's Scott. Hello. And welcome to episode 130, Uno. We've got a plethora of things on the palette for you today. So much. We're going to get into some news, which happens to deal with the Switch. Uh, second season of Beef, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, Shogun, mm. The Bear. We don't ah. have any trailers today because there wasn't a lot of trailers, but there's a lot of stuff coming out. We talked about it before. Please go back and watch our plethora, that's the word of the day, of episodes that we did talk about, trailers that are coming out soon. And we'll be getting into some reviews. Uh, we'll talk about some Shane Gillis on SNL, Avatar The Last Airbender, and um, we've been playing so much Helldivers 2, we're going to talk about it again. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's start off with Helldivers 2 because I think <laughs> yeah. we're like, we yeah. could add trailers, but yeah. Helldivers 2. We could add more news, Helldivers 2. Uh, yeah. yeah, screw it. Yeah. Let's just do Helldivers Let's just 2. Let's talk about Helldivers yeah, 2. Yeah, if you don't know yeah. what we're doing after this, after recording this, we're playing Helldivers 2. <laughs> we're democracy, <laughs> so boys. For we're democracy. democracy. For Super Earth. Yes. Um, man, so ridiculous, so over the top. Uh, we played it last week to the wee hours of the morning. Um, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on this game? What do you like about it? What don't it's, you like about it? Yeah, there's there's more to to not there's there's go ahead, Scott. I can't yep. even think what I'm saying. No, <laughs> it is it is really addicting. Um, it is so addicting, in fact, that when I'm Drake said it right when when I was playing the other day with one uh, with Hobes, I was just meeting him and like Drake. We got a text out from you guys like I can't not think about this game. <laughs> and that was me the other day when I was working. I'm like, that's how you know it's addicting. Like other games, I can take a break, live life, but this game, I'm like thinking of things, running for democracy in my head, like, <laughs> stupid shit I'm doing, and like it's yeah, just right. it's so addicting. It's simple enough to like pick up and go, um, but just challenging enough to like keep going, just to turn. And we've been looking for a game to kind of shoot shit while we have fun, and I think this game has like, nailed all of that. Yeah, so it's yeah, uh, it's it's video game crack, and um, you wouldn't know it, boys, but <laughs> this is actually an intervention uh, for all three of us uh, because we've been playing it so much. We've been good luck. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, uh, let's check back. Moving in, uh, on. No. Um. Oh, so because we watched, uh, well, I was able, I was able to finish the entirety of the Last <laughs> Airbender on Netflix. But imagine that the Last Airbender and Helldivers two mashed together. So you're like a air, you're a bender that drops down onto one of the nations or the tribes, etc. And now you have to do that thing for democracy, uh, and battle air bending style or earth bending style, etc. A bunch of other uh, sitchmabobs. I feel like that would be such. It's, I, <clears throat> it's funny you say yeah. that. Like there was a game. What was that other game that we played? Remember, it was a three player game, similar to what oh, you were saying. Oh yes, there was yes, like yes. a more aggressive build where you were like earth type of rocks thing there's like, oh diablo yeah, people what is it no. called no not diablo remember um we played uh, it for a little bit maybe a couple years ago and we were like why isn't this four player yeah um, it was a three player going missions and had powers and guns so it was I, third person uh gears of war style yeah oh um see it we, sucks so bad we don't even remember it no it was actually kind of fun i forget why we i think it being three play. players is hard because you know it was a four of us for a while 
I know, yeah. Right, pretty regularly. I'm going to look right. up this game later. Um, probably off air, we'll get this answer. Sorry, people listening. But um, yeah. there we'll was just drop it in at any like point. <laughs> just like leave it in there just for the end so people have to listen to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get back to you at the end. Yeah, but I'm not it. against them doing it again. If, if they applied that sort of stuff to this game, like this game is so well done, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I uh, was just thinking, like, if they made kind of, sorry, real quick, if they made kind of like sub um, games, like, so one of the things you can pick up in this game is this jetpack. Not the greatest item because you, you can use it once and then there's like a cooldown. I thought it was going to be cooler. But I was like, what if there was a mode where like, you turn on jetpack and it just automatically boosts you every time it's ready to boost and it's like two v two or something like just little mini games where you can like oh. turn on like that where it's just silly. Oh. That'd be kind of cool. Add on another like mod where it's like you got airbend play it. Yeah, I would too. It kind of be like a mixture of this and Dynasty Warriors. That would be pretty sweet. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, because you're just ultimate in that game. You could take on hordes. Yeah, they, everybody has powers. There's like a cool way you could do it. Um, yeah, why have they not? Is there an Avatar, the last Airbender open world game, or semi open world game? No, they need to have that. So. Why don't they have that? There was this dude know. online that's like making his own Avatar game. He's been doing it for over like years, and little by little, he posts footage of it. And it looks pretty good, but nice. he's just been doing it himself in his free time. But they, Nickelodeon needs to hire this guy and like make it happen because yeah, so the Kickstarter it, I would send him money right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bef- before this intervention kicks in, so I'll definitely do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're getting the, also the Switch 2 coming out next March 2025. Um, what do you guys think about that? Is it something you're going to get? Uh, how do you think it's going to differ from the Switch we already have? Ooh. Probably I, just going to be a little bit bigger or even maybe more compact or maybe it folds like a maybe Samsung. it's smaller maybe it's bigger maybe it's larger maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, it's translucent everything. maybe it's made out of nothing yeah. but gold. maybe it's maybelline i don't know, I don't know where we're going <laughs> maybe it's like, worth it maybe yeah. More with, yeah. Yeah. but um yeah i could see computing power being ramped up with the steam deck with the new psp kind of portable like the playstation portable thing that's going around right now um, it seems like it would make sense that they would just kind of increase the computing power in it. But other than that, I can't really think of anything else. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I don't think it wise for them to stray from portable. I think that's still pretty popular now, and there's still a lot of years mm. ahead to like make use of that. Um, probably what you're saying, like more of a pocket computer sort of thing. Hopefully better graphics so they can like maybe get bigger games on there or like People who make big games to like want to make for the Switch. It seems like Nintendo has the really good games they have are usually the Nintendo brand games, yeah, like Zelda and stuff, Mario and then Kart. Um, Mario Kart. And then you'll get third party ones that are like old games that are still good, but like um, Witcher Three or something of like that, or Assassin's Creed or something. And some of them like gotta be because it's hard to fit on that card. So hopefully, just a better. Steam Deck, but for Nintendo, one and one right. with a good battery. Yeah, yeah. I think the battery on the Switch now is already pretty solid. So man, mm-hmm. if they increase that, which I definitely still think they need to do, be mm-hmm. so awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, and also like the Steam Deck. I don't have one. I really want one, but it, it seems like not every game is like per- perfectly made for that console or that setup. No. So having a a game designer 
develop a game that's specifically for that, it just completely changes the feel of everything, or at least it sure. should if it's a good game. So yeah, uh, you guys made me think of something too. Recently, I saw the top selling games for every device. Uh, let me see if I can. So I'll just go back a little bit. Okay, so for right now, the Nintendo Switch, the number one selling game is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, then Animal sense. Crossing New Horizon. Yeah. So uh, Mario Kart 8 sold 60.58 million units. Uh, oh. Animal Crossing, 44.79 million units. Um, Smash Brothers Ultimate, 33 million point six seven. Uh, Wii U, Mario Kart 8, Wii, Wii Sports, and Nintendo GameCube, a game that was near and dear to our hearts. Super Smash, Smash Brothers Melee sold 7.41 million units. So their, their properties seem to do the best. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this with the new Switch, especially with, with what Xbox is saying they're going to do, which is going to open up their games. They're not going to do exclusive anymore. They can get some of those titles that used to just be on Xbox onto a Switch. And now, you know, both sides are winning. That'd be so, cool. yeah, yeah. To, yeah. Um, yeah. Give it some, some, a little bit different breath. <laughs> not Breath of the Wild, but like different breath for Nintendo games because it seems to be their top selling games are Nintendo stuff. Yeah. If, if they were able to get, um, like what everyone thought the PlayStation Portable, Portal or Portable or whatever. What, what they thought that was going to be. Like, it'd be cool to be able to, like, just download games, mm-hmm. play them outside, and, like, just keep cycling them or stream them if you want, you know, something like that. And if, if Nintendo was able to, like, you know, let you download, like, Halo and, like, Gears of War and stuff to play on the go, like, that'd be sweet. And I really Holy hope, I'm sure moly. they will, but I hope they keep the, being able to dock it on the TV and then just take it on the go. Like, yeah. that being able to do that so easily, like, um, I'm, I'm looking, I'm probably going to get, uh, switch to i don't even know what it looks like but for right now i'm probably gonna i'll just say yes yeah totally oh. i could i could see us being up till 3 a.m on black friday shopping for one of those things <laughs> similar oh. to our ps5 score oh my goodness years back yep uh, <laughs> all right so we get we're getting a live action Naruto series and yeah. a lot of people have been asking for shang chi 2 we haven't got that <laughs> maybe it's because that Destin Daniel Creighton is now helmed to direct this live action series um, being produced by Lionsgate. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts? Are you or were you not a Toe fans? Yeah. Um, yeah, Naruto was cool. I even like just recently started going back and like rereading the beginning of Naruto. I like the whole mm-hmm. like entrance exam, fighting each other with other powers or something. Um, mm-hmm. And it's still entertaining. It still holds up. I like it. Um, I think if it's like Shang-Chi, I think it could be cool. Um, I know we'll dive more into live action versions of cartoons in a bit, but um, yes, we will. It could definitely be decent. I'll say that. Um, but for it to be amazing, I, I'm not sure. It, it could be really cool, though. Yeah. Um, I think the, the good thing about having live action versions of cartoons and our comics, it at least opens the door for people who haven't heard of it before to go hmm. back and go to the original property. Like if you like that, then go check out the original because it's way cooler than this. So, um, I, I do like that. It sounds. Cool. Oh, that makes sense. Naruto is a. I mean, obviously, we've been we just watch uh, House of Ninjas, and ninja things have been popular for a long time in popular culture for a long time. Naruto being one of those things, especially in manga, uh, being able to stretch like generations now. So it would be nice, like you said, Scott, for it to be able to reach and touch new individuals. Um, physically emotionally mentally um 
for me, it's hard. I feel like there are very few animes that were able to transition to live action to make it good. I think I, for me, it was I, I didn't even think um, One Piece was going to do that well. And it surprised me. Um, but things like Cowboy Bebop um, did not necessarily do well. Things like Ruoni Kenshin, which I loved as a kid, um, didn't really do well. But other other things that you think would do well, because we have done those things before, uh, with Pacific Rim, why not a Gundam wing um, or a Gundam in general? With um, uh, something like Bleach, um, obviously a little bit harder, but that's kind of on the same route as Naruto for me, because casting has to be good. Um, set design has to be good costume design has to be good um and special are you going to be special effects are you going to be going the route of avatar the last airbender where um you're taking you know hundreds of episodes and condensing them um and you know trying to do your best to cater to both new individuals and people who've watched it for a long time etc mm-hmm. um i'm hopeful but um not as hopeful i think as one would be yeah, I think for me, it's just going to be, you know, watch and find out kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have super high hopes, but it also makes me feel like, again, talking about the success of One Piece, maybe this is the time of anime becoming live action and succeeding. You know, mm-hmm. it feels like we're kind of doing that with video games. And, you know, some could argue the video game emergence kind of coincided with the anime emergence for popular culture. culture. So I wonder if this is going to be one of those things, you know, depending on what side of the fence you're on, you really like the Avatar, the last airbender, but I think it's kind of undeniable how good One Piece is. Um, another one we never talked about, but I watched over Christmas break was Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, they, had, yes. they had that and it was pretty good. That was like all Japanese cast, Japanese writing, everything, but it was actually really solid. I was surprised. So dude, yeah, maybe now's the time. And I think he's the perfect director. He obviously understands Asian culture being born in Hawaii, as we were talking about before, um, being Asian, but then also what he was able to do in Shang-Chi with the fight choreography and uh, like really building a good family dynamic too. I know Naruto is more of a found family kind of situation, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll know more about it, but it, it's exciting to hear. I think he's the right guy for the job. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this second casting is huge. Yeah. Do you have any fan cast or too soon to tell? Who's gonna tell? I can't figure. Yeah, um, imagine anyone, like yeah, anyone. Yeah, no, I got beat that. it. What does he say? What does no, that believe dude say? It. Believe beat, it. Beat it. Beat it. He's, yeah. he's little Michael Jackson. Yeah, he's a little Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. Okay, so talking about Japanese culture, we have something that's very exciting. Uh, it's coming out before we're recording this, but we'll have a review next week. Shogun out on FX slash Hulu will be out on the 27th of this month, Tuesday. So this episode will be out by the time we've watched the first episode of Shogun. Dude, I am so excited. Uh, any so excited. any quick thoughts on Shogun? Just Japanese history in general is, is very polarizing. I think we definitely take a lot of that feudal ancient Japanese style and like uh, make that the predominant projection of what we view as like Japanese ancient culture. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things in between there and then, but man, such a favorite time um, for me. And uh, growing up, listening to, uh, I guess, the animes and the mangas, uh, being able to portray this like time where it's just about like uh, meritocracy. Like, what are you good at? What's your Kaizen? What's your Ikigai? You know what I mean? Like, what is... 
if you oh, could go yeah. back in time and let's say you could also like translate you could speak japanese like that was part of this concoction ability do you think they'd accept you do you think you'd be uh, like oh yeah like this guy is he's one yeah, of us no if i mean if i'm still <laughs> myself like i'm a huge uh americanized individual so a lot of the grit and grind and the perseverance that some japanese people go through could be because it's very classist in that hierarchy of the feudal system i would probably I'd probably be a bum, you know what I mean? I'd be on the side of the road, tattered clothes, just <laughs> struggling yep, yeah. to get some yen. Yeah, you'd have uh, to like grow up yeah. in that time. Yeah. Like, if you just get thrown in now, yeah, I couldn't get like... thrown in any time in the past. <laughs> you happen to take I, a shower in cold water? I was, just, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking hygiene. Like, sometimes they just <sighs> don't shower for like, whatever, like a week or so, or maybe longer, you know? It's just it's what it is. Yeah. I wouldn't even sleep well. <laughs> oh. I'd probably die early. I'd get some kind of cold fucking yeah. die. Yeah. For week one. Straight make yeah. from all yeah, of yeah. Koji, yeah. pneumonia or something. I don't know. <laughs> Eat old rice. Bad. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> some spoiled rice. Um, oh my gosh. I know. Christina has this rule. I can't leave <clears throat> rice in the pot over uh, two days. Even if it's on warm. Too, too much bacteria. You know, Chris, Christine is doing that. Dude, like she's been sending me all these videos of like you leave rice out and this, you get this kind of thing, and I'm like, man, I never had a problem. I feel like maybe we were just built different because we were forced to eat rice the way it. (laughs) Those bacteria grew in my stomach, and then they have to now encase it and protect my stomach. Those bacteria do not affect me. I will leave rice in there until it's green, and it'll be fine. Yeah, they're like you could even die. I'm like, I haven't died yet. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I wouldn't die. Take that back. For someone who's worked in the industry and also has uh, taught serve safe managerial, um, it's rice is one of the things that will have bacteria on it. And yes, if you leave it out for too long, there's a potentiality of it. But then, a we've been eating rice since we were born, so our gut flora is uh, way more constituted to it. Also, Mm -hmm. in Mexican cultures. They eat rice as well. Granted, there's not as much starches, so there's not enough or there's not as much food for bacteria to be eating on it because it's uh, less starchy, more grainy. But, you know, at the same point in time, it's yes and no. Like, what are you willing to compromise? Because when you go to Mexico and you eat Mexican street food, those people aren't using fucking they're not washing their hands. Then he says it's because our wives are Mexican, not because we're using them as the bad example in this situation. Except um, my my wife is not Mexican. Oh, what is she? She's a lot of white. (laughs) No, but she's, I don't know. Yeah, she can't have have two-day-old rice, Scott. (laughs) She can't have two-day-old rice, all right? Yeah, I think it might, if it's going to kill anyone, it might. So, you know, for her, we will, we're done. Like, I let the uh, rice cool off, and then I package it, put it in the fridge. Scott. Blink but she twice if you're lying. Blink twice if you're lying. Yeah. Blink Are you twi- in a safe space? <laughs> okay, okay. Good. She's <laughs> oh in the room. God. Got it. Oh, Got God. it. Run. Okay. Run. Uh, <laughs> There's no worse. There you uh, go. Um, bottom line is we love rice, and so we're gonna eat it however we want. Okay. <laughs> That's right. And I don't want to have to be keep sifting water and making it every day. Just right, let it be. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let and then back to the original thing. I'm excited for the show. Thank you. Well, you're talking about beef because it goes well with rice. Hey, hey, I think it's a great segue. segue. Yeah, talk about again Asian culture and how it kind of came to be and everything. Well, yes, Beef is getting a season two, and the cast Ooh. looks phenomenal. Um, it doesn't look as like Asian centered. I don't think that's no. important, but it's just something to note. Although, wait, that's not true. Um, who is the main actor here? 
I know that we have Anne Hathaway. We talked Anne about her Hathaway. already. She's going to be and, in this as well. Uh, like Jake Gyllenhaal's. Boy. Jake Gyllenhaal's. <laughs> Elon Hull? Mm-hmm. Is Two the... big Asians. Wait, yeah. what? What? Big Two big so Asians? Big. Is that what you said? They're, yeah, they're not Asians. Yeah, okay. so Charles, yeah, Charles Melton and Kaylee Spaney. Spaney. I might be saying that completely wrong. I'm sorry about yes. that. Um, but they also look like they could both be Hoppa. I know for a fact that Charles is Asian. I don't know what kind. So maybe it follows them. But then you have, again, Anne Hathaway, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, are, are they the main characters? Uh, I don't know. But I just love this premise. I love that it's kind of an yeah. anthology series. Much yeah, like geez. True Detective, much like American Horror Stories. So, yeah, this is exciting, man. I can't wait to see what the premise is for this season. It mm-hmm. says on um, Screen Rant that it's going to be two feuding couples. Oh, no way. That's so good. That could be interesting. Okay. God, that's that some of my favorite episodes of... There was Modern Family. There's one where they're like the couples feud. But then there's also one of... Um, how I Met Your Mother, where Barney oh, yeah. and Robin fight this couple, which is played by Keegan Michael Key and like oh, another I... chick from SNL back in the day. It's yeah. so funny and how they hate them and they try to sabotage their night. That's that's my favorite. So this is gonna be really exciting, especially with this two these two pairs. Yeah, is sure. it would you say that the wait for beef season two is unbearable? <laughs> well done. Yes, Nailed the it. bear season three is filming now. <laughs> That's nice. That's the news. All right, moving on. We're moving on. Yeah, um, we can expand a little bit. I'm I'm so excited. Uh, Everybody star has shined. Look how many awards that this whole cast has got from Emmys to SAG awards to, um, or was it yeah SGA Screen Guild yeah Screen, Screen Actors Guild, Guild. Actors. so yeah SAG awards. Oh. Um, yeah, all that stuff, man. They've all blossomed. People's Choice Award. People's Choice Award, exactly. Yeah, they're cleaning up clean it up everywhere it's gonna be so good um and then we also know that cousin is gonna be in the mcu now as ben Grimm. um also funny enough christina's re-watching that show girls that was on mm-hmm. hbo and he yeah. plays like uh, a musician that was in love i'm like man eben moss backrack has been in, in the fold for a long time just kind of been maybe one of those faces that you don't really know his name but you see him around here and there yeah and uh, man, these last few years have he's killed it his agent has crushed it for him getting him these jobs and he's just taken and flew with it. Um, you know, again, the bear, he was in Andor for those who forgot. And then we're going to have him in, um, the MCU. So dude, so stoked. Yeah. Just exciting. I mean, I wish, I kind of wish that when they're doing seasons, new seasons, they were like, they were putting out like teasers or like mini, um, like trailers, like three second commercials to kind of, you know, get you pumped up every once in a while. Um, that that don't have anything to do with the season in itself, but just to you know keep your salivary glands and attention back on the Sichumabab. Yeah. What what kind of three second preview do you think they could do? <laughs> like um, like uh, do you remember uh, during the Super Bowl there was uh, what's that guy's name that? <laughs> I love it. Like, I knew, so it's so I it's figured like you a, might say what's that guy's name. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Is he's a pretty popular actor. Um. I, I, the reason Ryan why I'm Reynolds. not remembering it, Will yeah, Ferrell, no. he's uh, older, Sockerell. and he talks. He, he, oh, Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken. Um, Whoa, he does you like, forgot. Oh, so it's like a walking. Wow. Walking. He's wow. like a trailer for a trailer, buddy. Jeez. Yeah. Um, 
But if I so like imagine if it's just like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Anne Hathaway, and they're just walking down the street, and all of a sudden they look over and they're like, "Fuck that couple!" And then it just cuts. Oh, nice. Okay, so we're back you to know, beef. Like, yeah, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about bear, and no, then it's, they're looking at cousin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's, like, yes. and it's, it's so the same just universe. imagine it's like Ayoada Berry, and she's doing something with her knife cuts, and um, she looks up and she goes, "Yes, yeah, chef." And then you see a turn, and it's uh, what's his face, and then it just cuts. Yeah, oh, like with Jeremy beef, they could, or Yeah, he did it too. With the bear, <laughs> yep. they could totally just throw you into three seconds of anxiety and be like, "We're coming yeah. back." And I, yeah, that's dude, all yeah, that's such yeah. Just that's the smart. tickets printing, and like yeah. maybe it's falling it's apart it's again. Yeah, I got the tickets. Man, yeah, you're Something. right. Yeah, the tickets one. printing, good call out, man. That that was so heavy that one episode. Yeah. But yeah, we end with. <laughs> What is his name? I forget what Jeremy Allen White's character's name. Um, but we end with him in the locker, frozen, right? And he kind of like curses everybody out. His oh, they call him ex- Barry. That's yeah, that's right. Well, and, yeah. Oh, what is his? Is that um, right? That is right. Carmine. Yeah, they, Carmine. Yeah. Yeah. But some people call him Car. Some people call him Carmine. Some people call him Bear. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, him being left in that locker. Man, yeah, he's going to have to do a lot of ass-kissing, I think, this coming season, but it seems like the restaurant is taking off. They're now getting to that point where they could possibly be seen as a mission star restaurant, I think, in the future. Uh, yeah, everybody really matured. To God. You know what I saw recently, too, was the Thanksgiving scene mm-hmm. with John Bernthal and Bob Odenkirk, and then they're mm-hmm. arguing at the table. And yeah, the caption was just like everybody in this scene deserves an Emmy. And oh, God, yes, they do. It is so yeah. good. I almost feel like you could just watch that that standalone episode in some ways and kind of realize like kind of what the show is about. Without, I agree. That, that could have been a short. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Like if you don't want to see everything in the show or show, or you want to kind of like test it out, man, start with season two, whatever that dinner scene episode. Google it, cause yeah, you you get so much in there that just kind of tells you who everybody is and what their stories are. Mm-hmm. So good. All right, we are into some quick reviews. Uh, I I think this is like one of your favorite comedians, Scott. I, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but he's put definitely. Yeah, he he had a lot of controversy <laughs> because he didn't get to go at SNL. And then, or didn't get to be on SNL, then kind of followed his own path in comedy, and now has done so well. He got to host SNL this weekend. You want to take it away on Shane Gillis um, hosting SNL? Yeah, um, Shane Gillis. He he is like he's a pretty popular comedian at the moment. Um, I do enjoy him. You know, he's he's like one of the. I guess he's one of the top guys I enjoy watching. I'm not going to say like I like strongly believe with all the inappropriate things he says. And that's why I like him. You know, like, I feel like that's that's people like to draw lines in the sand. I'm like, you laugh at this. You're this type of person sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> I just think he's funny, you know, and he means well, like genuinely. I see him on podcasts and stuff. He's not a bad dude. So mm-hmm. um, on this, though, I was excited to see him, especially because I follow a lot of comedy podcasts. And it was cool to see other comedians like hype for their to be on SNL, you see a lot of reposting, like, oh, I can't wait to see like one of us on there. Same like what you were saying with uh, Nate hosting. Um, the boy, um, made I know it. we we're talking, was that, that? Kid, the kid made it, he yeah, made it yeah, to the exactly. Top. It's like, 
they because I uh, again like especially after the Chris Rock slap and all that, comedians kind of seem like they're right there with the top. Like they're expected to be there hosting all the award shows and stuff, but they're not seen as equal, you know, sort of thing. Right. So they always feel like they're not. They're kind of outside. So it's, mm-hmm. I guess I, I can. It's kind of cool when they're like, yeah, one of us made it. But um, overall, I think he did a good job. There were some funny sketches. Um, I know we were talking about the monologue earlier. It was like not the most solid, most polished monologue. It yeah. felt very Shane Gillis working out new material type of monologue. <laughs> like yes. um, some of it landed, but the way he was delivering it felt like, he was like yeah, I got like kind of like I got some new stuff. Uh, let's see if you like it sort of thing um right, i know in the right. middle of it he he mentioned like i don't really have a lot of stuff that's like for tv right which I think was true because i mean it seemed like yeah like yeah that just seemed like it was from the heart like that wasn't even a part of the monologue and then yeah. it was like i don't i don't have a lot a lot of material that works for tv and it was like yeah. okay shit i think he really means that yeah um, yeah no i i i think it seemed like it was going well and again <laughs> from what i Cause it popped up on YouTube, just the opening mm-hmm. monologue. I watch it and, um, he seemed very nervous. And then he kept saying like, Ooh, I thought that was going to get a better laugh. And I know you've pointed out before. That's kind of a part of his bit, but the yeah. thing was, he said it so much. I was like, Oh shoot. Like, is this not going well? And also it seemed like maybe in post they added more laughter or something mm-hmm. and he couldn't hear it to me. I mean, this was just my interpretation. So yeah. I couldn't tell if he was doing a good job or a shit job. Like, I really couldn't tell the reaction. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, like, it just, it didn't, like, land for me as much as I would have wanted it to. For sure. But it's a nerve-wracking thing, you know? It's, yeah, that's got to be so It's Saturday Night Live. It's crazy. It's already a big thing. And it was a job that, it's, like, the most popular job that the world knows you were hired for and then got fired for and then now asked back. And you know not everyone wants you there. Uh, but part of you was, like, I'm not going to say no. Like mm-hmm. this is a yeah, crazy totally. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um and if people don't know, like he also does sketch comedy. It's not the same as like SNL type of stuff. Like some of the stuff they do is like you can't really air on like regular television. Um yeah. but it is funny, you know. So he, I feel like there was certain stuff it seemed like in some of the sketches he was able to collaborate at least or the people who wrote it knew his voice. Like some of it kind of rolled the line of his style of sketch comedy. Um, which mm-hmm. was cool to see. I think overall he did a good job. There was like um, there's a few funny sketches in that. The monologue could have been stronger. Um, but like we were saying, for for a dude that's not a movie star to host SNL, that's pretty cool to just be like a popular stand-up comedian. Yeah, to, like get the opportunity like that. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah. So out of all the sketches they did, though, was there any? Excuse me. That stood out to you? Like, well, which one was your favorite that he did? That was one that was like it's inappropriate, but it was funny just because um Say it. It's the one where they're at the job. They're having like it's HR um HR meeting and they're talking about how, like you can ask out your coworker, but you can only ask him once. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Oh, I got a question. He stands up, he's like, Oh, so if I ask out Linda, like, hey Linda, you wanna go out with me? He's like Okay. He's like, So that's it? Like, that's the one? And they're like, Yeah, that's the one. Okay, so then if I ask out, I forget the name. So it's like if I ask out Stephanie, like, hey Stephanie, you want to go? She's like, oh, I'd love to go. He's like, you see, I don't really like Stephanie. But I bank <laughs> her yes and apply yeah. it to Linda. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, you can't do that. He's like, interesting. 
okay. <laughs> and then, like, the other people would ask questions, and he stands up again, and he's like, so, like, Phil, you're gay. You're not going to ask out Linda. Could I get your question for, like, 20 bucks? He's like, yeah, I'll give you my question. And then he's like, all right. And they're like, no, you can't do it. You can't buy people's things. Like, <laughs> he kept trying to figure out a way around the system. And then they all start doing it. They're like, well, I have a question. And, like, it just turned into this crazy thing where they're all, like, they all agree that they should be able to, like, create their own rules. And HR's like, no. Like, this is not <laughs> happening. That's pretty funny. The way it, like, kind of spun out of control. But, um, yeah. Man, they, yeah, you, the other one... No, totally. They, uh, that sounds hilarious. I got to go back and watch that one. But there was one that was really fast because it just happened, but it was like the Trump shoes. Uh, I'm not sure what they're called, but yeah. he, he, they did like a like Mike situation where he puts on the shoes and you think he's just going to be sick at basketball, just like little Bow Wow or something, but it's not that. He's just like really good at convincing people he's good at things now. So he's just like, he shoots it and they're like, oh, miss. And he's like, no way that that went in you can't tell me it didn't go in (laughs) he started doing the trump voice and his his accent or like his impression is pretty damn good yeah alongside with the other guy that's in snl right i agree yeah there's a point (laughs) where they both met as trumps right right right. right. that's what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) Yeah, and they come and they're both doing their trump impressions at each other yeah and it's just yeah i was like that's all i'm saying or whatever it's like yeah it's so funny yeah oh so you can ball now he's like no but I can be Trump. I can, t- I can tell like, people that I, I can ball now and that's good enough or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like so ridiculous. Yeah. But it was a funny uh, premise. It, <laughs> like Trump. The right, golden right. shoes. Totally. That was, that was pretty funny. So yeah, oh, we'll have to give it um, more of a watch. But yeah, I, the last thing I'll say is like, I know it was kind of controversial. Like I know people... Like there was definitely uh, mixed views on his hosting, but the fact that I think that you liked it as a fan is all that really matters. Right, right. And you know, if you're listening and you still not like, that's fine too. Like everyone's opinion is their own opinion. That's fine. You don't really um, but I think some of the backlash were people not even checking out. You know, they they don't like them to begin with. And I think that's fair. Kind of like the Ezra Miller effect with Flash. Um, it's already done. So. Dead on arrival. Before you could even take the first step. Yeah, so, alright, that was it for SNL. We're moving on to kind of the main attraction, the biggest thing that came out, I want to say this past weekend, which was Avatar The Last Adam Web. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that was the weekend before. Oh, sorry, and, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, but you're right. No, it just, you know, the, the magnificent run that Madam Web's been on has just been carried on. Drake, take it away on Madam Web. <laughs> So, Madam Web is okay. So, Avatar: that... The Last Airbender. Uh, no. <laughs> that's enough of Madam. Yeah, that's Hey-o. enough of that. Uh, no, no, but no. Seriously, Drake, <laughs> take it away on Avatar: The Last Airbender because I think you were able to watch all of it, right? Oh yeah, I watched all eight episodes, um, which I did not think. So, first and foremost, on the first episode, I was like, "Oh man, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing <laughs> why uh, the Avatar." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I said that because they were re- constantly repeating that Avatar, um, Avatar, the the only uh, bender that can do all four elements, et cetera, et cetera. I, we talked about it the last time where they're trying to get new individuals in. And so if you've watched Avatar before, it's very much an ode to it. And if you're new, you're going to get it because they're going to explain all this shit to you because that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're doing mm-hmm. a lot of exposition, as Thomas said in the last epi. Um, but as it kind of gets further down the road from episode one to episode eight, 
you're starting to see all of these things that you saw in the origin, the OG um, season one. And um, you're going to get to see these play out, not verbatim or word for word, but with actors being able to show emotion um, and really be able to kind of get what you don't really get in the original series, which is like uh, kind of lesser animation. You know, the animation is a lot better now. If they could go back and redo that, that would be awesome. But mm. um, one of my favorite moments is watching Katara get into her her water bending situation once she makes it up to the north. She fights. Um, is his name Puka? Paku. Paku. Yeah, Master oh, Paku. Puka. Puka hole. And um, <laughs> they they do all that thing, and you're. Th- I thought to myself, like, oh man, what is this gonna look like? Is it gonna look like Eka, like X Men via nineteen ninety? um with bobby drake or what is it gonna look like and it looked i mean it looked gorgeous it was a fun exciting battle mm-hmm. um i there are points in time further along down the line where the acting is definitely new for a lot of these individuals but at the same point in time i think that's how it felt when you watched avatar the last airbender initially right everything's kind of new and you're letting go of these things that you would normally not if it was some ip that you were definitely into, like if it was like Batman, like Batman doesn't sound like Batman, body de boop boop, right? So it's true. Um, I would say for me, some things got like the casting for me is the best in this situation. Like all the characters are kind of where they need to be. Um, for me, Sokka, even though he's not a great like actor per se, his the his blocking, his mannerisms are Sokka. Um, totally. Same thing with Ang, like Ang. His mannerisms, his voice, his playfulness, his childishness is Aang. Um, and ov- obviously Uncle Iroh. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, I mean, what more can you say about that? Even, even, um, he was so good. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, he was yeah, like insane. so good, dude. He, yeah. Even Daniel Day Kim and, um, um, Daniel Day Kim crush it as Ozai. Zuko is like super good too. He just reminds me of my cousin Lane because he has, um, uh, one cool. eyelid type situation. Yeah. And, um, he's one eyelid? Yeah, he has like just the. He doesn't have double eyelids. He just has the one eyelid flap situation. So it's like oh, super I low. see. You know yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I thought about it his... differently. Yeah, I thought yeah, there was right. like yeah. some kind of like traumatic thing that happened. I thought much one eye like was just one all the time, eye. like two face. Yeah. Like a fatal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Can we trade? <laughs> the Batman's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Okay, but, wait, one thing I have to say. So. Aang, for me, was there times where you had trouble, like, understanding him because he talked too fast? Yeah. There's times he's like, yeah. what is he doing that? And the, you're like, what did yeah. he say? Like, what did he, this yeah. kid was, I think he was, like you're saying, he's kind of maybe, might be his first big role. Yeah. Excited. But yeah. there were times where, like, I had the caption on, mm-hmm. and good thing I watched the cartoon. There's some lines, I'm like, what are you saying? Are you? Like, you're talking yeah. way too fast. Uh, did you also feel like sometimes Katara like she, she was forcing her emotions um I, yeah i think so the the um overall like i thought it was it was pretty decent for sure um maybe a little better than decent but mm-hmm. um all the acting like wasn't the greatest but they were all on par with each other so it was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. the whole show was that so it wasn't like one dude was daniel day lewis and then everyone else was new you know and then you're like whoa fuck <laughs> the juxtaposition i can't even say the word juxtaposition thank you very right much, right it's uh, a position of juxtaposition oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like that so like everything was like 
okay, so um, I didn't try and think too much about it, but there were times where I'm like, oh, okay, this is so like that'd yeah. be too hard. But overall, like the everything was beautiful. The you know cities were oh. beautiful stuff. Um, like um, because I got up to episode four, so when we saw the Earth Kingdom and like sliding, um, oh yeah, carriages are, like throughout the cities. I'm like, oh, that yeah. was cool to see that brought up to life for like, sure. A lot of cool stuff, and the beginning scene, I have to say, um, right in the beginning, where the the Earth, the Earth, um, Fire Nation's fighting the like air air temple, where he's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. up and all that stuff, and then even when you see the um, Earth Earth guy doing his stuff, it's like it was really sick. Like, it's I good. Was, already, yeah. I was like, this is better than the way M Night is. Um, <laughs> right. Granted, CG and everything's on another level now. So yeah, that could have totally. been totally, but um, that, that, it yeah, wasn't because of that. Action is <laughs> it, it wasn't because of that. Oh, I yeah, did want to say he, he could even say "ang" in M Night's yeah. one. It um, was "ung" yeah. and "soka" and like, why? Why change their names? Like that. That was an immediate. That was like yeah. one of two movies I've ever walked out of theater. I've never watched the ending of that movie. Just oh, real good your money. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say though. If we look at it from the perspective that you were talking about, Scott, that like all of the actors were on par. If you notice, all of the older actors are seasoned actors. They act a lot better and all of the younger actors are all fucking kids, right? So they all don't know. So it, that's an interesting dynamic because you get the maturity from the adults and you get the immaturity from the youths, both literally. Which is kind of like life, right? Like yeah. When you talk to a yeah. kid, they're, they don't got it all together. So. Nah. Yeah, it, it was good. It yeah, like all the seasoned actors, um, the elder actors, they all did a solid job. Yeah. It was cool to see Abed from Community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's Abed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny, it's going to be booty. fun to watch them grow when, when they continue to make these, these shows. Yeah. And the yeah, acting will get better, et cetera. So based on what you saw, do you think this, this gets a season two? Uh, if it doesn't, then, you know then what are we doing if, if it doesn't get a season two then what are we doing yeah yeah i i know that's just it seems like you're either in two camps like you either really liked it or you really didn't <laughs> i guess it's just been one of those episodes where things are really polarizing um i i was not very high on this show in the beginning that first episode where they were explaining everything and it we got the normal intro with kiyoshi and then it felt like 20 minutes later we got the same intro from Grand Grand. I was like, "Why do we need this twice?" So well, the I, Grand I Grand had it word for word, though, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, she had it word for word for the anime animation cartoon, but yeah. But I was just like, "What are we doing?" Like, you know, and it, it it felt like there was a lot of explaining going on right off the bat. And I understand if you've never seen this property before, you need a lot of it explained to you. But I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Um, I, I thought the casting was on point, though. I thought all the kids were perfect for their roles and then i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be a rough watch and over on challenge accepted we obviously were going episode by episode i was not high on zuko in the beginning i didn't think he was angry enough i didn't think he was scary enough i didn't think he would be able to kind of show me this darker grittier side and as the show went on i think it was episode six where you really see what is it teen angst yeah yeah like he had a little bit of it, but I didn't, it wasn't enough for me to be like, how can they have this kid just bossing them around? And I'd mm. be like, shut mm. the fuck up, just go sit down. You know, um, but as it went on, 
I became more and more impressed with him. And that's not to say like he was a badass with the fight choreography. The way he could flip, the way he could do all those spinning fire kicks and everything. I was like, bro, this kid is insane for that. But um, I didn't necessarily believe it. But, but like I said, as it kept going on, they all seemed to kind of grow into their roles more. Like she started feeling more like Katara. Um, Sokka started feeling more like Sokka. Aang kind of felt like there was touches of it. I, I felt like this was a more serious Aang than mm. we got in the show. For sure. Like he didn't really get to be a kid. We get to see it right off the bat. And then a lot of it, he's bummed about the responsibility or about the situation he's putting people in. But I, I didn't quite feel like I got it all the way through. Um, it was those moments where I wanted more development from him. I wanted more moments of him getting to show his light side to really have the darker moments hit harder. Mm -hmm. um, but all in all, I thought they were all really good and it just kept getting better. But one thing I think you guys said that was really great and I fully back this was that Uncle Iroh was so perfect, even though it took me a while to get over his voice. Because I think the voice and the anim animation um, is just so good. So spot on, but Paul Hong Sung Lee again, like he, dude, he, he brought such a different level to Iroh that I didn't know I wanted. And yeah, we got touches of it in the original show in season three. We see that his son, Luteng got killed and everything, but man, just them embracing that and also embracing how Zuko got to join him and got to, to, to be with him in those moments of sadness. I thought was like, wow. Yeah, so it did some things amazingly well. It did some things that I was like, that's okay. And then the thing I think everybody, you know, that it was hinging on for me was how does the bending, how does the action look? And I think they did all of that it superbly well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, yeah I think it probably does get a season two. Um, it's funny, it's rotten. As far as the last time I checked, it's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. And then it's a seven and a half on IMDb. So... Yeah. What's so the, you, um, the audience? That's a good question. I haven't looked at that. I only saw like what the kind of critics were saying, or because that's what was posted. I right. thought, um, because the they have like their own division now within Nickelodeon, and I thought they were uh, producing a bunch of different things up until 2026. I, I, I sent you guys an article, I think, previously, but we're yes, expecting like a movie spin-offs etc cetera, etc cetera. and like i think this is just the the tip of the iceberg hopefully well um, you bring, yeah that brings up a good point so the two guys that originally created the anime um were attached to this and if you had to just give like what are some of your what do you think of some of the better episodes are like what would you say number wise uh, which episode number probably like I only watched the first three into four, though. Okay, okay. And I mean, I guess it, it, just in terms of action, I would say the last episode is probably one of the better ones. Um, yeah, for sure, for action. But it was kind of meaning more overall story. But anyways, the guys who created it and produced it, uh, Michael, Dante DiMartino, and Brian Konitsko, mm -hmm. they... Um, they also were helped and attached to this Netflix show. Of course, we've talked about this before on previous episodes that they left because of creative differences. They have now since been hired back at Nickelodeon to develop spinoffs of the original series that was on mm. Nickelodeon. Um, but they only really are credited on episode one and episode six of the Netflix show. And arguably six was one of my favorite episodes. One, I think, even though it was exposition heavy, I think it needed to be in place to really set up who the characters are, the world, 
all that stuff. I think they did a good job of it. But um, episode six was where everybody won me over, and it was one of the best episodes, I think, in the whole series. They were attached to that. Now, yeah, like I said, they're back in Nickelodeon. They're building spinoffs. I don't know. I don't think they're doing their own live action thing, but they're doing more animated shows. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I was able to look at the <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, let's say it's 59% critic and then 76 audience. So, okay. Yeah, it seems like majority, I guess, of regular folk are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's enough to keep going because it's only like three books, I think. Hangs thing so just two more seasons mm-hmm. um hopefully they can take what you know they think they did right fix the things they think they did wrong and make season two stronger so totally i still i've yet to finish it but um it's it's, it's pretty decent so far when i got i'm enjoying it it's um it's like lighthearted, you know the fun family watch so. totally yeah <laughs> the, the last thing i'll say about it is that it was really hard for me to not compare it to the anime. I tried my best just to appreciate it on its own. I've, yeah. I kept telling myself, much like Halo this season, um, I was just, it's its own thing. It's its own kind of story and arc, and you just have to appreciate it for what it was. It took me a long time to kind of get that out of my head. I think up until episode six is where I finally was like, all right, this is its own thing, and I can accept that. So there is that element to it. And also there was another part of me that was comparing it to the One Piece live action that we just got. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think that you, you have these over-the-top characters, this magical world, you know, we have powers in there, this crazy amount of lore. And uh, yeah, I think this was like, yeah, I don't know if you guys found yourself doing that or if you will, Scott, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess in later episodes, I kind of want to think about why one piece just nailed it and hit home and why this is only kind of sitting around that 70 percent mark for audiences you know yeah like, i don't know. i guess that, yeah that was the thing i kept thinking about yeah it's a good question it's, it's kind of hard just because like i've rewatched avatar a few times since like it's aired or whatever and um there are there's just points where you notice you're like oh they're blending these things together like right. oh they got jet and they got Boomy in this episode, and they got like they're just trying to yeah, touch on all the things. And, yeah. and they got the um, secret tunnel guy, secret tunnel, you know, <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. little fun episode. And totally, there it's like it's nice for the nods, but also like it's kind of like reading a book and then watching the movie and being like, oh, they're just kind of blazing through stuff. So I wonder what it's like for someone who hasn't watched the cartoon, and I want to get there. You know, like, totally does it feel rushed in areas does, do things make sense because mm. things could make sense to us because we know all the filler that they're not showing or right whether we like it or not the way they did it so it would be interesting to get someone's opinion on that but um so far i think they've done a pretty good job of like you know i was thinking too like when we watch the the cartoon you know how many times do you hear the intro like mm. the, the explanation of the avatar we right. like long ago this that mm-hmm. we're waiting for the avatar and now he's back you know every yeah. day so you're like you get that drill in your head where you're like this is the backstory this is what we're doing mm-hmm. now here's today and whereas they'll do it one time in the show and then that might be a lot of information for someone or as a kid you're getting that every day and you're like all right i got it like it's just <laughs> like you know that story in and out so totally. i don't know what's the story but, again i don't remember um this bald kid trying to get his family back <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he's an yeah. They call him the Avatar. He, yeah. uh, 
Does he? Uh, is that's the one with the blue people, right? And they're on a yeah. Pandora. <laughs> right. Are yeah. arrows in live action on your bald head as cool as the cartoon? What are you guessing? What? I well, do not I, think so. You can see well. You can see the embossment. You can see the more Yeah, you can see the embossment on the design, which but you can kind of tell his his head's shaved in the in the in the cartoon. His head's not. It almost also seems like he has like a five o'clock shadow sometimes on his face. Like he has, and I was like, ooh, that's isn't he like supposed to be a child? Yeah, he's going. He was going through changes, man. I I think he actually was around twelve years old around when he was filming this. So. It's going to be crazy. I love how they kind of alluded to Sozin's comment in the beginning, but they're not exactly like putting a time limit on it, right? Like the whole anime was, we got to get, he has to learn all the bending before Sozin Comet comes because once that comes, like the firebenders are going to be super strong. And like that, there is that kind of arbitrary time limit. We find out, I mean, Sky, I don't, hopefully this isn't too spoiler alert because you know it's in the anime. I watched all the studio. Yeah, but like they they show it at the end of the the series. Like they start with it where they show it in the sky, and then mm-hmm. they end with it where Ozai is finding out about the comet coming back based on the uh, celestial and like the planetary cycles. So it kind of gives it a, a random time frame. You're like that could be two years, that could be one year, that could be nine months. I don't know how many, you know, how long this is gonna take. But he's basically saying, like, once this happens, we're going to be at our most powerful. This is where we're going to fully take over the world. But um, so there is a little bit of that time limit put on there. It's just not done exactly the same way. So as the kids age, I just wonder what they're going to look like. You know, I, I made a comparison again on Challenge Accepted that it's, it might be like Stranger Things. You know, like where these kids start and how old they are now is going to be so different by the time this show wraps up. Because they might yeah, be full on true. little adults. Yeah. I mean, they have time jumped um, in episodes where usually you get that filler in the cartoons and all of a sudden now we're in a battle. I think um, from episodes seven to eight, it just went from we're talking about some stuff and now we're in the stuff. Whereas you would typically get some exposition in between. So to your point, Tom, I don't, if it kind of does do that, it'll be interesting because almost for the first three seasons of the cartoon, they were the same. And you didn't really see them grow up until Legend of Korra. Yeah, because I think when they find out when the comet's coming, it's kind of within the same either year or the next year or something. Like, it's a real close window. But because they are aging in this, and it's going to be hard to hide that with them, you know, they might, for the show, be like, oh, in five years, or, you know, whatever it is. Just to explain why Aang is like taller now. Right. Or has a beard or whatever. Like he's <laughs> yeah. going to get like normal facial hair, I would think, and, and all that stuff. You're going to wax his face. Yeah. Like they, it seemed like because they were so young, they didn't even really touch on the Katara and Aang kind of flirtation either. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys, uh, a big deal online, you know, uh, everybody was making a big deal about, or at least major news articles where, about how Sokka wasn't going to be as sexist. Do you think that took away from his character in any way? Um, I mean, I, there were moments of him being sexist, just not in a super traditional sexist type way. Like not um, overtly like the yeah. anime. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, not overtly like the anime. I, I don't think it takes away from his character um, mm-hmm. as much as it takes away from the characteristic. I think they just 
refocused it on other certain things. Like, so for example, in episode eight, where Katara was like, I'm a, uh, was fighting with Pookie, Puka? Paku. 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 <laughs> Why can't I get his name right? Um, Paku for like women, essentially women's Pico-ka. rights, right? So, um, and in that situation, it was brought up in the sense of the culture more so than uh, just you know, overtly yeah. being sexist. But yeah, yeah. That, well, that's how I always so, thought about it in the cartoon. Like, he grew up in a, like a water tribe, and like in that tribe, the men were warriors, and mm-hmm. like that was his outlook. Like, my dad's a warrior, and like as we know in the show, they they talk about he's got he's a brilliant guy. Is like as silly as he is, he's like got this like engineer type of way and like he learns in the show he also gets a sword or whatnot but he never gets as elite as like the rest of the team and i don't think he was ever supposed to be that and i think that's always like he's like i was i'm supposed to be a warrior i'm supposed to be the man i'm supposed to be so in the cartoon i know he was sexist but i think it was like him overly trying to be something he wasn't right um like like to to balance out his imposter syndrome be like oh i'm not like worthy enough or yeah yeah totally i agree and that's why i was like i might have a controversial take and i'm not saying like i support sexism and stuff but like i kind of felt like it did take a little bit away from his character because i thought a big part of him and his growth through the first season is realizing like hey you know i can't discredit somebody just because they're a girl you know they were like oh you know i can't disrespect the kyoshi warriors because they're women like i thought i thought that did kind of it felt a little bit like there was a gap there in the growth that he had to go through because he, that wasn't a lesson he needed to learn. And so maybe, you know, they didn't need two sexist characters as you'll see in the later seasons, like master Paku is very much like he is in the original anime where, you know, men are warriors, men use water bending for fighting. Women use water bending for healing. So Katara, you can't use, you can't be a warrior. And, or in the show, it's like, I can't, or I guess in the anime, it's like, I can't train you. Right. Because I can only train the boys. And so maybe they didn't want to double down on that or have two characters that had that same kind of realization. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt like I wanted to see that growth from Sokka. And again, not saying we needed to see the sexism, but I did think it was a lesson that if he had learned, it would have shown even greater growth from Sokka in the series. I, yeah, I agree with that too. Just because like, just, just because sexism is wrong, it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Like right. he yeah. he grew up and that's what he was thinking and like this would have been a clear example of him learning like hey there's different ways of thinking and like just because you grew up a certain way doesn't mean right um and yeah like it kind of made that whole Kyoshi thing stronger because he was like let me show you how it's done and she she's like out doing everything you know mm-hmm. like beating him and like flipping him and shit and then he's like wow like you guys are badass and I'm in love with you like I you feel like. I feel like that was shown. I mean, in the, not in the sense, like, obviously, when Sokka was kind of being like, hey, let me show you what to do. I think he went through the dialogue. He went in with a certain idea. It was definitely lesser than, but I think Suki was able to show him something new. And you could see just with their interaction and their blocking, how it was directed, that Sokka was the, the lesser of the two in terms of um, totally. uh, of, of skill. And so... They were able to do that in a way I think that was not as obvious, and I think it'll be interesting to see how they portray his character growth in the seasons to come, just because they're not necessarily making it as obvious as it was in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but definitely. um, 
even without that, he felt very Sokka. Like, there were true. moments yeah. where, like, totally true. even his comedic, like, like, there was a few things where he just comedically responded or did a facial expression or something. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I was like, oh, this is very Sokka. Even though the lines were kind of cheese sometimes, mm. like, um, even he came off kind of cheesy or whatever, like, it still felt very Sokka. I was like, oh, they did a good job with this. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I think they did a good job. Uh, yeah. There's just little things. And I, and it's so hard for me still that I can't quite put my finger on, but like, there's just little moments where I just wish it landed a little bit more. But uh, yeah, again, I've really no, nothing bad to say about it. I think it was awesome. It's by far, which isn't a high bar, the best live action avatar that we've ever gotten um, in terms of Last Airbender. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be so interesting seeing these kids grow up. This had a smaller budget than the One Piece show, so hopefully it gets a bigger budget. The special effects can even get big, bigger. I thought all the landscapes of the city were like so beautiful. It looked really, really cool. Um, it just, when they got to the cities, it felt a little disconnected. You're like, wait, that big wide shot of the city, is that where we are now? Because it doesn't quite feel like that sometimes. Um, but I think that's something where budget and all that could help come in and, and make things you know when, when they're doing close-ups in the city seeing the the slides you know the the rock slides going up omashu or when you're in the water tribe uh in the north seeing how waterbenders are pushing the water downstream to like move packages in the city or whatever like i think those things can be kind of boosted there but i thought they hit so many of the fundamentals right and yeah you know if you're a fan of avatar like i think you you might love it or hate it, but if you don't know anything about it, I think you definitely dig this show. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's true. And like we were saying earlier, hopefully this is like, you know, new people are like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then you're like, whoa, there's like a whole cartoon on this. Let me go check that out. And they right. go back and watch the original because the original is like nearly perfect. Yeah, it's totally. Perfect. So yeah. good. So, Dude, it you know, is so good. Yeah, I, I went back and rewatched all season one and, and like prep for this. And man, I'm just like, why don't I watch this show more? Why aren't there more seasons of this? Because God, they just knocked it out of the park with this show. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think as far as live action adaptation goes, this is pretty damn solid and 100% worth the watch. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. So yeah, uh, I think that's kind of it for tonight. Anything else um, you guys want to mention on Avatar before we close things up? Or anything else that we talked about? Nope. Nope. I think we did a pretty good job summing up. I'm excited to finish the season and hopefully, you know, they get green for season two. Totally, totally. We'll get your thoughts too on after you watch the whole season, what you thought about and everything, because yeah. curious if anything changes in your mind. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week's episode. We have Dune part two coming out on Friday. Uh, I oh, can't shit. wait for this. It's got like a near, it's got the highest rated movie score on imdb because your favorite so, zendaya it's got zendaya in it it's got timothy chalamet what? it's got austin butler who just always sounds like elvis now uh, i can't wait or... oh wait Who's are it? you guys buying that popcorn book I mean, yeah we i we actually have one for giveaway so we have to figure out how we want to oh. give it away oh perfect yeah i have i have one yeah. So let's we'll ship have to it discuss FedEx that. or US or uh, UPS or some shit. DHL. Okay. Is that the sexiest way to deliver it or something? <laughs> Duh. Oh yeah. Tiny okay. shorts. Tiny shorts. Well done. What can Brown do for you? Yeah, that's you? pretty sexy. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, aloha right. and thanks for sticking with us. Hell divers too. Let's go.
The Joystick Show. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W, Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.